It's Kane Hodder from Friday the 13th. You are listening to 13 Days of Friday on Rock Video Rental. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to Rock Video Rental. We are doing our wrap-up of 13 Days of Friday. It has been a long journey through the whole series of Friday the 13th. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> um, I feel like they're really missing an opportunity with going Friday the 13th part 13. <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, it is surprising that, I mean, 2020 is going to be coming to a close and they have gone a decade, like the whole entire decade of 2010s. No Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, it's got to happen. It's probably going to be another reboot. Or I guess, you know, it could be a a sequel kind of type like they did with Halloween. Mm. With the Halloween and then uh, Halloween 2018, which was technically supposed to be like a sequel to the original, ignoring all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess they could probably do that. Are we going to talk about that right now, or are we, is that going to be another yeah. part? We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Um, so coming into this, like everybody knows that you know, I've seen this series numerous times, but you only saw Jason X, and then I made you watch Jason Take Man- Takes Manhattan like a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts now that we've seen all of them? Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um. I mean, when we break down the, in, uh, we're not going to go in depth, but when we talk about which ones were better than others, uh, definitely had its high points and low points. But I don't know. I mean, it's different to be on this side of it where it's not in the middle. Like, because all these movies have been out for, over, I mean, the latest one was more than 10 years ago. So there's nothing, especially like when you were experiencing them in the nineties. Um, I, that was kind of like in the middle of it a little bit. And so there were some cool nuances with it, but now, I mean, even though I hadn't seen it, it's kind of, I feel like it's a little bit of a shame that, you know, I didn't grow up with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. I mean, part, part of it too, that I think helps Cause I'm not really a horror slasher person in general anyways, but I think the special effects and some of the attention to detail, because of, of course there was definitely some lack of attention to detail points um, was really cool. So I don't know. I, I went into it trying to, I wouldn't say dissect it, but you know, take it all in compared to if I'd watched it growing up, I would have just sat there to, be entertained so yeah i'm trying to think like the first time i saw this series it might have been the early 2000s because i know i saw the first one probably in the 90s Mm -hmm. um and i had a dvd that i got from a garage sale and probably like i would say it's probably the early 2000s when i got it um and then all the other ones, like part two, I bought on VHS from 
media play. <laughs> you remember media play? <laughs> uh, I think I spent like 10 bucks on it. And then parts three, four, five, six, uh, seven, and eight. I bought on VHS from a family video that was getting rid of all their VHS tapes. Nice. And then uh, Jason Goes to Hell. I can't remember where I bought that. You know, I could have even got it off Amazon at one point, maybe. Uh, (laughs) I got that one on DVD. And then, like I said, I don't own Jason X. Uh, The Freddy vs. Jason I, I bought on DVD. And then the remake I, I bought on DVD as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess probably 2003, I think, is when I finally saw, like, the entire series, aside from, you know, the remake. Because, I, you know, I saw Freddy vs. Jason in the theater and the remake in the theater. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's one of my favorites. I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite horror franchise, but it's up there. And, you know, I've seen a few of them in the theater. Uh, I guess I just have fond memories of watching them on the old VHS tapes that I had. I wish I wish I still had some of those. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Because they, I got rid of my uh, VHS collection, <laughs> you know, not too long ago. Because there was a while there, like after college and before I got married, that I was moving almost every single year. <laughs> and I just got tired of hauling around VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And like one of the apartment complexes I was living in, I just I had a banana box just full of VHS tapes, and I set them in the hallway. Oh man! <laughs> and like one guy actually knocked on my door, and he's like, "Are all these tapes for free?" And I'm like, "Yeah, just take them." And he's like, "Okay." And I went out there like an hour later, and they're gone. Oh man! Yeah, cleaned up the box. <laughs> just take it, dude. <laughs> But uh, I guess another funny thing that I think of, I went to a um, a thrift shop in Port Huron, Michigan one time, and I found uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter on beta tape. What? And I di- didn't buy it. And what's what? funny now is I look it up on eBay, and I don't even find it on eBay. And my brother was with me, and he laughed and like told me I should buy it just because how many times you see beta tapes. Yeah, no kidding, right? And I didn't. I kind of wish I would have. Yeah, probably were worth like a grand. Well, <laughs> I doubt it'd be worth that much, but it's just kind of <laughs> the novelty thing. Oh yeah. Um, if I saw it on laser disc, I'd definitely buy it. But <laughs> that's an old thing altogether. But uh, yeah, I mean, kind of a cool thing now too is they just released like this big blu-ray uh box set of all the movies together Um, yeah that'd be cool screen factory released it like it's a big special edition and a lot of those like went out a couple days ago people were posted online that they were getting them so pretty cool um as far as the future of the franchise i guess we can get into that uh it's kind of been halted since like 2018 i think it was uh, one of the writers of the original screenplay, uh, Victor Miller, like filed a lawsuit for copyright. And basically he feels like he deserves some royalties 
for what he wrote. And I don't know, whatever side you fall on on that, like, you know, does it really matter? It just means that the, the franchise is kind of in limbo right now. And even the video game, like, can't produce any, like, new material. Yeah. Way to ruin it for everybody. <laughs> and that's kind of how, like, everybody felt. Like, people were actually, like, sending him, like, hate mail and all this kind of stuff where the, the, you know, the creators of the game had to come out, like, publicly and say, you know, it's it's not solely his fault that this happened. This is just, you know, court rule right now that no new Friday the 13th stuff can be put out yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know exactly everything he contributed and all that, but it's just I don't know. Whatever. That's that's a deeper story that could take up its own episode. So. Yeah, and I guess you know the last thing with like the future of it is in late 2018, like LeBron James's production company spring hill entertainment they were in talks to like co-produce the next movie whenever they get that chance that, uh, that feels weird very weird so i don't know if he's like a fan or he just he knows that it's a super popular franchise and he can make money off it yeah if he took it a comical route like they kind of inner uh sprinkled in with some of the movies I would be very um, against that. <laughs> you know, if they went like a, a slight comical route, kind of like Jason Lives, you know, part six. Okay. Yeah, That's, a little seems bit. To be like a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, a little bit is passable. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I hear that and I, I'm very hesitant. Yeah, and there's been, like, a lot of different, quote-unquote, names uh, thrown around. Friday the 13th Part 13 was one of them. Um, Friday the 13th Camp Blood, The Death of Jason Voorhees. Oh, gosh. Friday Ish. the 13th, The Beginning. Well, honestly, uh, talking about, like, the future within everything and how you said, you know, picking up in the middle of it, like Halloween did. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you said, um, what's his name expressed interest about maybe returning as an older Tommy Jarvis, right? Yeah. Corey Feldman. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be kind of interesting. You know, I mean, they're kind of going to do that with the next Halloween sequel. Cause they're making a sequel to the 2018 one. It was supposed to come out this year, but because of the whole global pandemic thing that's been pushed back another year, uh, they're actually going to bring back one of the characters from that in Halloween Kills, which is a dumb title. Um, <laughs> Killoween? <laughs> <laughs> just just call it Halloween, like the, the European metal band from the 80s. Um, I, I guess like the last working title quote-unquote working title that i first speculated uh script for the sequel was called uh friday the 13th jason never dies which just sounds like a james bond movie yeah it does (laughs) it 
it does. And it's kind of funny that they did that uh, intro to one of the movies, like a James Bond movie. Yeah. And well, that's funny you mentioned that because the guy that wrote that um, script was Tom McLaughlin, who was the writer and director of Jason Lives that had that James Bond intro. <laughs> so that'd be kind of interesting, I guess. I don't know. You know, we'll have to kind of see how it goes. Uh, I guess if you were to make another Friday the 13th movie, which direction would you go in? Like, how would you handle it? I feel like the reboot was just done, so don't reboot. Yeah. Um, I feel like what would get people most intrigued would be to bring uh, Feldman back as Tommy Jarvis and pick up there. Take it as uh, if you're coming off of part four, making part five in the future with him as the same character. I don't know how you want to do it. Um, if they wanted um, to even go wild with it and experiment with the theory that people thought he was going to become like a killer Jason in the future. I mean, I guess knock yourself out if you want to try that. But I just think that that is something because the reboot's done and they've tried so many million other things, it seems like. And to have a repeat character with some new elements in it, I think would be an interesting way to go. So, yeah, I get that. Um, I've had a few different ideas. I agree that like another reboot is just no, no, let's not do that. No. Um, I kind of had the idea of like a prequel. Yeah. You mentioned that, but I feel like that would be more of like a drama than it would be a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, Jason and his life and like up to the drowning thing. And I don't feel like that'd be as popular. I guess I'd maybe like to see that as a, a short, series on like netflix or something mm -hmm. would be kind of interesting um aside from that maybe just if we're gonna go remake why don't you try to remake jason takes manhattan and actually make it take place in manhattan <laughs> that that could be kind of cool because but, there were um... so many like things they could have done in that movie but with the budgetary restraints they had to cut back a lot so we really didn't get what we were promised. Mm -hmm. And I think, honestly, you bringing that up, not getting what people were promised or expecting, I think that's part of the reason why it's um, people dislike it so much. Mm -hmm. Because I watched it as in it is what it is. I wasn't thinking too much like, oh, man, this whole thing is going to take place in New York. Uh, I mean, it was my first one after Jason X. So, I mean, my expectations were low. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, I thought it was, you know, okay. And then I thought after watching all of them that it fit, uh, you know, rather well. Yes, would it have been cooler for him to do a lot more in New York? Absolutely. But I didn't take as much of a gut punch from it as a lot of people did when they thought, oh, Jason takes Manhattan, he's going to be like on a killing spree in New York. So that mm -hmm. I think is a, a cool idea to remake that and make it 
better. So, yeah, and the the final idea I had is, what if they got all the survivors from the other movies, and like, say they had like a story where, you know, they had been going to like they've been traumatized since everything that's happened when they were attacked by Jason and they basically start going to like a support group. Hmm. And then like they have a doctor or something like that. I think it's just a good idea for them to, you know, go back to the crystal Lake area to be able to kind of cope with what happened to them. And then that's when Jason like comes back and starts terrorizing him. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like new blood a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you wouldn't be able to get, um, you wouldn't be able to have Alice in it because she's the only final girl that's ever been killed off. Yeah. If you think Um, about it. No, I think that's interesting. Um, (laughs) uh, I just got, I find it funny that you do that because I just watched in this past week, um, murder by death which is the my movie recommendation from another episode but then also the movie clue Mm -hmm. where they purposely like gather people together without them knowing what they're doing um to mansion and then of course like murders happen all that kind of stuff but that makes me think of this where it's just like if somebody like invited everybody to certain to do something and they didn't know about it and then they like wind up getting abducted, taken to Crystal Lake and like somebody's trying to, I don't know, help Jason with like killing the people that I wanted to, but he never got the chance to kind of a thing. <laughs> and then call it Friday the 13th, part 13, Jason's revenge. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just go the crazy route and like, I brought up to you months ago where you have Jason versus Rambo. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you said too about the, uh, um, cause they did Freddie versus Jason, you know, Jason versus Michael, um, and things like that. So, yeah. I mean, the reason why Freddie versus Jason happened is because new line cinemas owned. Yeah. Both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Freddy Krueger is basically the reason New Line Cinemas exist. Um, and then, you know, New Line doesn't own Halloween. Yeah, so well, that's that'd be a, a difficult. Yeah, it, absolutely. But it's like one of those things where it's just like you know that it's gonna work. You know that both those groups of people would be like, "Oh, I gotta go see it." Oh yeah, Even- that'd be a huge money maker. Yeah, so but yeah, those things are always so political and going through ropes and everything. Oh, now, now, Jay, uh, a very and I don't know if I heard this, so I'm totally not claiming it as my own, but something that I feel like would be totally, um, I feel like totally fitting because they did the whole play with uh, Freddy versus Jason, Freddy's afraid of fire, Jason's kind of afraid of water, yeah, thing, um. Jason versus the Swamp Thing. <laughs> oh, just go complete like absurdity with it. Yeah, I mean, which is funny because I think Wes Craven 
directed Swamp Thing, didn't he? Oh, and he man. also directed Night Run Elm Street. There you go. Uh, I mean, he wouldn't be able to direct this one because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, I guess, you know, maybe a Freddy versus Jason 2. But I really don't want to see another Nightmare on Elm Street movie that doesn't have Robert England in it as Freddy. Yeah, with, no, with I, Jason, he can be played by different people. You just throw a mask on him. Mm-hmm. But with Freddy, like, Robert England is so much that character. It's, you know, I guess they've done it with James Bond, where it's been a different guy a whole yeah. bunch of times. But it's, but, I don't know, it's different to me. Well, James Bond, they always do, like, a certain amount of movies. Like, there's, I don't think there's been one person who's done it for, like, one movie, you know? They've always produced several movies. Right. So, but I mean, well, yeah, there, I guess there was, was one. There was that um, George Lazenby. Oh, really? He only did once? Yeah. Oh, shows you how much I know about Bond. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I guess somebody would, uh, if they're going to continue the Nightmare on Elm Street, somebody would have to pick up the mantle of playing Freddy anyway. So, but. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's George Lazenby. He was in one movie. Uh, I don't know. We're not talking about James Bond, but <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's a few different directions they could take it in, but you know, even if they made a sequel that just takes place after Jason Takes Manhattan, and just ignore the dumpster fires after that. <laughs> True. Um, I don't know. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, well, I feel um, now is kind of like an appropriate time to place it because maybe even you said this. I'm not sure, but since there are 12 of them, it really feels like it's divided into thirds. Yeah. Uh, Because, yeah, the first four, very similar. I mean, a lot of great things working together. And then, I mean, the fourth one's called the final chapter. Um, But then five through eight have a similar feel. Like, they still feel really on point um but they have like a comedic like i don't know a slight comedic feel to it because you start getting that in five where you get kind of like some ridiculous characters and then you know six is more of a horror comedy and then you know seven has kind of its supernatural element uh, element to it and then you know part eight is just the absurdity of it all yeah so it's like it's kind of like friday the 13th with a little bit more you know nothing too extreme but then the last four really get crazy i mean jason goes to hell oh my just kill me now why does this movie (laughs) even exist um jason x which is um, way out there as well. Freddy vs. Jason, you got a crossover one, which doesn't even feel like a Friday the 13th movie. But then you get the reboot, which is, you know, the most recent one, which everybody would think could have the potential of being one of the greatest ones. And it wasn't bad, but it also didn't feel super Friday the 13th. We even said that. It felt more like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really kind of went up when we were going through this and... um 
I think it was maybe after I watched we watched Freddy vs. Jason, uh, but definitely after uh, watching all of them, I was just kind of like, I kind of lumped these into, divide the whole series up into thirds. So Yeah, I get that. It's kind of funny how they can be kind of um, grouped that way. Mm-hmm. Like the evolution of the franchise. Um, I you know, I guess we can get into our rankings. Uh, we can just you want to start at the bottom, go to the top, like uh, numerical or, worst of the movies? first. Oh, worst our, first. our worst, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, we could do that. Um, oh man, what was I gonna say? Yeah, and I want to ask first, did you have you changed anything from your rankings from your original ones? Did you write those down as you were going? Like my original rankings that it. Yeah, like, like after you wrote them all down, did you look at them and were you like, eh, no, there's no way that this one should be better than this other one? Um, yeah, I guess just a, a little, like a slight change. Okay, I had three that I changed by 0.5. So, yeah, I got one that I changed by 0.5. Yeah, that that's all I did. Nothing too extreme, but I was kind of like looking at it and, um, Two of them went down, and one of them went up. So I'll well, I guess I kind of I kind of swapped to like one gained point five, and the other one dropped point five. Okay, gotcha. But um, I guess we can start off. Uh, like you, you do one, I'll do one. So what's your last place seller dweller of the of the bunch? The worst of the the worst of the worst. Yeah, the bottom feeder. Yeah. For me, this was so. This was easy. It, it really, honestly, was easy. Just because I felt like it did not belong in the Friday Thirteenth series because it felt completely different. Jason was barely in it, and it was so different. But that, and this is the thing I'll say too: is as a movie by itself, it wasn't bad. As a movie in the Friday Thirteenth series, it was god awful, <laughs> and that was uh, part nine. Jason goes to hell. Okay, so yeah, I can see mind. that. Um, mine's Jason X. Okay, um, I guess what makes Jason goes to hell a little bit, you know, if I was to give these like, because we only went on like half points. Mm-hmm. Like I gave Jason X a point five, um, and I mean we'll get into our grades later. But if I was to give Jason Goes to Hell a grade, like right around that, it'd be like point seven. Like they're pretty much, <laughs> pretty much neck and neck with how terrible they are. I guess the reason Jason X takes the cake is the worst is just because it's so corny and like. The whole idea of Jason Goes to Space is just annoying to me. Where, you know, I hate the idea of Jason being like this demon slug thing that can transfer into people and possess them. But at least it was taken seriously. Yeah, but you talked even about the added element that was kind of pleasant about the the comical elements added starting between five and eight. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, something like Jason lives was, a. it wasn't so much in your face comedy. 
Mm-hmm. As like where you roll your eyes with things like or Jason X where uh you know that the android blows Jason's head off and then goes, Yeah. Like that just every time I see that just pisses me off. <laughs> like seriously, we had to add that. It's dumb. Um, and and I get that because I mean basically we're flip flopped. Like I have Jason goes to hell is the worst, then Jason X, and you have vice versa. But yeah. the thing that I think gave Jason X the leg up was the fact that it was still Jason and still Friday the 13th and he's still hunting and killing people. And Jason goes to Jason goes to hell. Jason was like not in it at all. And it was weird, random possessed people killing other people. Right. So that, that was, I think the deter- the determining factor for me on why, Jason goes to hell should be at the bottom compared to Jason X. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can see both sides of that. And it's funny that we had the two, um, both at the bottom. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay for you to admit that I'm right and you're wrong. (laughs) I hate your face. (laughs) Uh, I guess we might as well just go to like our 10th. (laughs) Once it's, you know, the, our 12th and 11th. Uh, Oh, I'll go with mine. My, my 10th, place one is um part five a new beginning yes because i don't know just the annoying characters in it like the hillbilly family and you know the fact that it's not jason Mm -hmm. uh the crazy amount of kills in it like there's literally like a kill every like 10 minutes in that movie yeah i feel like um and just going back and watching Crystal Lake Memories, the six-hour documentary about the, the series, uh, that director it was kind of a douche. <laughs> like, apparently everybody in the cast hated him. Um, he was, like, a little... He was pretty abrasive. That's always great. And um, it just, yeah, nobody really got along with him. Uh, the whole thing at the end where it's like, oh, it's it's Roy that was killing everybody. It's, you know, the idea of Tommy finally flipping out and he's going to be the next Jason at the end. And it's just like, nothing ever builds off from that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the same time, there are some like, I guess, memorable characters. So that kind of raises it up a little bit from Jason goes to hell and Jason X. I'm assuming that's probably your 10th. So yeah, no, yeah, I was. Do you just, have anything else to say about it? Uh, well, I was gonna say um, the reason this very same thing, and I think the determining factor for this one was that Jason wasn't the killer. Um, I mean, they they did the part of making it feel like a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, essentially, if you took away the fact that Jason wasn't uh, the killer, wasn't Jason. It was a Friday the 13th movie. I mean, the guy had the mask. The guy acted like Jason. The guy killed people like Jason. You know, so mm-hmm. all, all of it was set up like that. But him not being the killer um, is kind of the big one where it's just like that. I mean, if they went the Tommy Jarvis route, that he he was growing into that and everything, I think I would have... Um, rank this one higher 
depending on how they executed it, I guess. But it just seemed unnecessary to, I don't know, to throw that in there. It was weird for me, so. Yeah, it's not one I go back and watch very often. And, you know, all the, um, the ridiculous amount of kills in it and just the goofy hillbilly family and, you know, the fact that it's not Jason, it just throws me off every time. And just, I don't know, I didn't. At one point, it was my least favorite one, but now that I go back and watch, I'm like, it isn't a bad movie. It's just disappointing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so what's your, your ninth? Uh, my ninth one is Freddy vs. Jason. Oh. So I um I think this guy, like, so these bottom ones feed so much off of does it feel like a Friday 13th movie? Um, I mean, I know the, that I said the new beginning had it in there, but such a huge important factor is the killer. And mm-hmm. it wasn't Jason. And this one was pretty good, but it just, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of tricky because of balancing out the idea of, okay, this is supposed to be a crossover movie. So it's not going to feel completely like a Friday 13th movie. Um, and maybe part of it too, was kind of like my confusion of trying to understand what Freddie can and cannot do. <laughs> so maybe if I knew more of the nightmare on Elm street, um, story maybe it wouldn't have been so rough for me but yeah mine was then uh freddy versus jason so yeah we'll have to get you up to speed in the nightmare on elm street series that might be have be one of the next series that we go through because <laughs> we've talked about that like this was kind of interesting to do we'd have to kind of run through some other series not even just horror movies just yeah some other movie series yeah, this has been popular, so I mean, I think that this is kind of a thing we'll have to do. Now, granted, I don't know that there are going to be many series that we do that are going to have 12 movies. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we decide to go crazy and do every 007 movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or maybe by the time we by the time we get around to doing uh oh gosh, not Need for Speed. Fast and Furious? Yeah, Fast and Furious, maybe the Or Godzilla. Gosh, no. With I mean, I'll, I'll got here every episode. <laughs> that would be a lot of movies. So my ninth one, I had a hard time choosing from like now on. Um, I'm going to go with the remake. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as everybody says it is. A lot of people say it's the worst of the bunch and it's not a bad movie. Yes, like the Jason characters is different from the other movies, but the still like the whole beginning that a 25 minute intro has that Friday the 13th feel to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it, it seemed fresh and they, you know, they changed a couple little things, but I feel like some of the stuff they did change was for the better. Yeah. It kind of made it feel new uh there are some things i don't like 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 i said before like there's no characters you really root for they're all kind of just lame or douchebags yeah so you know it's better than 
the um, Nightmare on Elm Street remake for sure, mm-hmm. which I, I hate. So, you know, I had a hard time placing this one. I, I just kind of settled on nine because of some of the other movies. Uh, nice. I guess I can go right into my eight, which is funny because my eighth one is number eight. Jason takes uh, Manhattan. <laughs> nice. So it's it's the same for me too. Uh, it's funny because you know I've mentioned this before that I enjoy this movie and I find it pretty entertaining. At the same time, I realize it's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of like in the way that I really enjoy the movies Deadly Prey and Miami Connection. Okay, like they're not great movies, but they're fun. I guess and entertaining and some of the stuff so bad that it's good. Uh, I mean, this Jason takes Manhattan is a way better movie than those. So I guess that's really not the best comparison, but when I first saw this, I, th- I thought it was horrible. I thought it was just stupid. Uh, some of the kills I thought were ridiculous. Like with the guy with his head getting punched off. But you know, now that I've watched it a few times, I guess it's kind of grown on me. Like Halloween three has grown on me mm-hmm. and uh, it's one of them. I've rewatched more than others in this, in this series. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, um, I had the same one. I mean, it's, it, it, these movies are slowly like climbing out of the hole of like, I don't know. I I don't know exactly how to sum it up very briefly, but like I have a vision in my head of what the Friday 13th series genre films should fit in. And all these movies are so far from it and they're slowly like climbing out of, out of it to getting close to fitting in that spectrum. And so this one uh, takes a step even closer to being, you know, uh, what you might normally think of a Friday 13th, um, Jason and the series and everything. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it had some out there stuff and some unexplained loose ends and definitely had, uh, it was kind of like an afterthought thing, but definitely a little disappointing that more wasn't done with it in the city. I mean, heck, it didn't even have to be shot in New York City, but the fact that so little of it took place in the city. Yeah, I agree. And there's a lot of things that were never explained, like the main girl's link with Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, there was a lot going on that didn't get answered. Yeah, uh, like where did the dog go? I told you, he just got the heck out of there. And then he came back when Jason was gone. He was smart. He went out and hung out with uh, Lucky and Chan- uh, Shadow and Chance from... <laughs> and, and Muffin from part two. <laughs> uh, so what's your what's your seventh one? Uh, my seventh one, then, is one you've already mentioned. So that is the reboot. All right. Um, so this one, uh, like I already mentioned before, it felt more like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie than a Friday 13th movie, but mm-hmm. I thought it was in general good. Yeah. Like I feel like this is kind of for me um so uh we're we're at what you said this is 7, right? Yeah. Um 
that this is kind of where everything takes a turn. Like we're we're in the good portion of things now. Like all the suck has already happened. <laughs> and so now now we're in the good part. And uh I liked it uh, um that that beginning intro part was just phenomenal. It is disappointing that they didn't cuz it's well it's almost kind of like one of those things where as you mentioned maybe they should reboot or redo Jason takes Manhattan. If they do, honestly, they should kind of just give the people what they want. Where after I watched that intro to of the reboot, mm-hmm. it's like, just make the whole movie like this. Screw yeah. the stories, have one main character to focus on, but just like that was awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, now granted, um, there were the concerns and the issues of like Jason's a little bit too smart, he's setting traps and doing some weird things. Um, but yeah, so we're we're on a good trajectory now. I feel like this is a good spot for the reboot. So yeah, uh, my number seven is Freddy versus Jason. Okay. Um, I'm, I probably think high, more highly of it because I'm a big fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, and I mm-hmm. understand more of it, I guess. Plus, I I saw this one in theater. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was very difficult to put these two guys, these two big characters, together in how they interact with each other, and I feel like they handled it fairly well. Yeah, uh, the acting isn't that bad. Some of the kills are memorable, and it was just really cool seeing, you know, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees together in a movie. Mm-hmm. And like versus movies don't happen very often, you know. Yeah. Other than this one, um, I can think of what Alien versus Predator, and that's pretty much it. Unless you're going back to like the Universal movies where you got, you know, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. So, you know, I guess it was more of a novelty movie than anything. And it's entertaining. I'll say that. So it's kind of middle of the road for me. Uh, I can get into number six, which is almost like a versus, which is uh, Friday 13th, part seven, the new blood. And I say it's kind of a versus because it's pretty much Jason versus Carrie. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know. It's the first one. It has Kane Hodder in it, so it's memorable for that. Um, Jason finally beats a final girl that can almost overpower him, you know, with her telekinetic powers. So it's kind of interesting to see how she interacts with Jason. It would be a lot better if it wasn't so cut by the NPAA. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a lot of the scenes were just literally like they just cut the film and threw it out. So it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, And other things that do exist are just like really, really rough quality and hard to make out. Uh, If it wasn't so hacked up, it would probably be a little bit higher on the list. But it's one that I always enjoy watching. Yeah, I I uh, I'm on the same. uh, I got the same one. So the. um, The thing with me that bump this down below everything else is I appreciate the attempt to try to try something new with Tina and her Mm -hmm. character and her abilities, but it kind of took it to, um, 
I don't want to say too far, but to a new realm, to a new area that wasn't like common with the series. Yeah. So brought in like felt, a supernatural element. Yeah. So it felt a little, um, a little bit more out of place than the other ones that I have rent higher than this. So, but yeah. still good, still a good, uh, movie. And, uh, I think, um, you know, for being part seven and them trying to keep it fresh and some new ideas that they did a decent job. Yeah. And we get one of the best bitch characters in Melissa. <laughs> Melissa. Uh, so what is your fifth one? Uh, fifth one is Jason Lives, part six. Ah, mine too. And this is where we kind of get, at least my list gets a little um, controversial, I guess. Okay. But what do you got to say about Jason Lives? Um, it was, it had some really strong moments in it. And I liked the idea of the Tommy Jarvis character coming back. And this Tommy Jarvis was older. Tommy Jarvis was much better than um, part five, new beginning. Oh yeah. I feel like he, he fit it better. I mean, he didn't come across as super, he was kind of like, he wasn't a super strong character, you know, like he Mm -hmm. wasn't like big buff, you know, I can take on anybody, but he, he also wasn't like, super dweeby and insecure as the part five Tommy was, but they kind of showed how he wasn't always sure of himself and he had his insecurities. So it, I felt like it was a good balance for him. Uh, he was, he was vulnerable, but not a wuss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was, um, a good spot for it there at five. Um, kind of a few weird things on how, how they still were. Ex- I mean, all these have a few quirky kind of elements and everything, but I think coming in at five is uh, pretty solid with that for, you know, I mean, it's, we're going to be start getting into where there's minimal differences um, between these, and uh the rankings of the other ones mm-hmm. so um yeah i i say this gets in like the controversial part of my list because so many people say that jason lives is the best one or their favorite one and you know i think it's a decent movie and i like the, the alice cooper soundtrack and you know i like that it didn't take itself seriously without being too goofy um I like the way Jason's handled and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, at the same time, I don't know. I like the more traditional Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, You know, I like everything to be serious. I like the, you know, the crazy over-the-top kills and, like, the super gore and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's what I enjoy in a Friday the 13th movie. Um and I still think the ending in Jason Lives is kind of goofy. I mean, he just puts a big rock and a chain around Jason's neck and sinks him to the <laughs> bottom of the lake and hits him with a propeller. Yeah. I think, <laughs> just, I think okay, this Jason's got up better than that. I think this could have maybe bumped up for me potentially if they cut out the paintball group. Yeah. 
I agree with that too. That's, That's super yeah. goofy. Yeah, it, it added too much goofy to it, and it just was really random. Like it's just like this is a completely blatant. You're just putting people in here to for body count. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I know they do that all different times and everything, but this one I feel like stuck out a lot more than other ones. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and I, I mean my my next one. So my fourth place one is the original Friday Thirteenth, which is one a lot of people really hate on, but I really don't understand how you can hate on it when it started the whole franchise. Yeah, I mean it's not the best movie. Um, yeah, I mentioned before, there's some crazy, like, weird scenes where somebody's making popcorn and they show, like, the whole process <laughs> of it. Or when Crazy Ralph rides his bike away and they you can see him ride off for, like, a half mile before they finally cut away from him. Uh, it's not a perfect movie. You know, it's not like... You know, comparing the first... Friday Thirteenth to like the first Halloween or the first Night Round Elm Street, there's huge difference in quality. Mm-hmm. Like the first Halloween is, it's one of the greatest horror movies of all time, and then the first Night Round Elm Street is also very very good. But by that time, um, Wes Craven has already made a few like popular movies, where Sean S. Cunningham had a hand in uh, Last House on the Left, and that was pretty much it for like his bigger movies. So Friday 13th was a very low-budget uh, movie with a director that maybe wasn't super experienced and a cast that wasn't really that experienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, <laughs> you know, like I mentioned before, uh, Sean Cunningham had the name Friday the 13th before he even had a story for it. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that everything was kind of thrown together at a minimal budget with, um, inexperienced crew and cast, you know, it came out pretty decent and, you know, obviously it's very memorable and it started a big long franchise. So, I mean, it deserves some credit. Yeah. I can understand people not liking it as much as the other ones. I mean, obviously putting it at number four, uh, there are one, uh, ones considering better than that. I have it at the same spot too, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, to hate, uh, to not like it as much as others is one thing, but to hate on it is something different. Um, because like you just even recognize, you know, it's just like, it is what it is. It started the whole thing. Is the quality amazing? No, but it's, it's the original, you know? Right. So I, and I, I concur. Like there's, there are the slow parts that just stick out. There are some things that you can notice that are not done at maybe an expert level. But then another thing too, that kind of puts us there where you could uh, potentially bump it up is like the special effects were fantastic for the movie. So really well executed. I mean, the uh, uh, special effects throughout this whole series was probably one of the most, um, uh, the highest rated elements of the whole, that is continuous throughout the whole entire series. There's mm-hmm. nothing in there that's too bad where you're just like, oh man, that was absolutely awful. There were a couple ones that were a little cheesy now 
that were done in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's you look at it the other way, where it's like, wow, this was done in the 80s, and it looks that good. Right. So. Yeah, so what's your next one? What's your uh, three? For three, so the top three are really, were really tough. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I could maybe interchange them, like shuffle them around a little bit. I definitely feel like it could shuffle around uh, my top two. I feel like the um, top three are close enough. I have um, part two then as my third spot. Oh, wow. So I um, I don't know. It's it, it moves better. It's got Jason as the killer. Um. I, I really like some of the characters in, in this one. And, you know, it's uh, at one of the classic scene um, locations. I mean, I remember from the game and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason isn't quite Jason yet. You know, he doesn't have the hockey mask. Um, so, yeah, th- this is a tough one. I, I don't think this one would uh, get up to the first spot, but I feel like this one could be interchanged between two and three. So, but I have a third spot right now. Nice. Yeah, my third spot is part three. Okay. Um, it's one that I really enjoy, and I think I've probably seen part three more than any of them, except for maybe the first one. Um, and I think it's just like the characters in it. I like the characters a lot. Um, you know, some of the 3d stuff is a little corny now to look back on, but I guess I can kind of look past it and just kind of chalk that up to, Hey, that they were trying to do the best they could to you making it an enjoyable experience for people in a theater. Mm Um, I don't know. It's like, Jason gets the hockey mask in it. You got memorable characters like, um, you know, the final girl played by uh, Dana Kimmel and you get Shelly is a really memorable character. And even like the biker gang, they're pretty memorable too. Yeah. Fox. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then just some of the other characters you get, uh, Vera, the girl that, that Shelly was supposed to be set up with and, how you know Shelly's kind of the outcast, but she's still kind of nice to him, and she's uh, she's kind of cool and straightforward with him. She gets shot and, in the face. Yeah, she gets shot in the face. <laughs> Some of the kills are pretty cool, and it, you know, like the head crush and you know the arrow to the eye of, of Vera. And I don't, it's just to me, it's it's one of the more fun entries in it. That one of those you can just watch and let the pay super close attention to. Hmm. Uh. I guess I can get to my number two. My number two is part two. Okay. Uh, another good cast. And, you know, the first one, but Jason is the killer. He's got the potato sack, which is arguably scarier than the hockey mask. Yeah. Um, you know, there are some things that they kind of ironed out later on with, you know, Jason's a little clumsy in this one. Uh, <laughs> was some slapsticky stuff like Jason gets hit in a crotch a few times, and just you know, some funny things, some quirky, weird things like you know, Ginny peeing herself under the bed. Uh, 
you know, speaking of Ginny, she's one of the more memorable final girls. Mm-hmm. It's because, uh, you know, she kind of breaks that bold where she, you know, she does sleep with her boyfriend. She does drink. She does smoke. And, uh, she's a hussy. The- <laughs> it's Friday 13 standards. And yeah, she kind of is, um, you know, the whole slasher genre even, but you know, it's one that I grew to appreciate more with multiple viewings. You know, the first time I watched it, I'm like, yeah, it was okay. But, uh, you know, the more I watch it, I'm like, this one's actually really good, and it gets overlooked um, in the franchise, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your number two? My number two was uh, part three. Okay. So, uh, like, everything you just said, uh, you were talking about Shelly and all that stuff, is why I put it at the two spot. I mean, more memorable characters, more character development. Um they uh i wasn't turned off as much about the 3d elements i mean i know it definitely would have been better to watch those things in the 3d elements uh or in 3d but yeah they i don't know i feel like it kind of just was a little bit more of a well put together complete movie even in general not even just in friday 13th sense Mm -hmm. um because like character development and things like that but also too i mean it's i feel like it's kind of got the iconic edge to as well because part three is when he gets the mask i mean this is jason being jason what like nine out of ten people will default thinking of jason as jason with the hockey mask like there might be one person out of ten, probably more like one person out of fifty that thinks of Jason with the bag on his head first. <laughs> so that. yeah. But yeah, so this I mean, it just kind of was more of that iconic movie for me. Um and putting it ahead of part two then. So that was my second one. So then that means we both have the same first one. Which is kind of funny. Yeah, Friday 13th, the final chapter. Um, that's almost widely considered the best one by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it takes everything that was good in the first three Friday 13th movies and kind of mixes them all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get one of your best final girls with... Uh, Oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. But and then you get Tommy Jarvis. You were introduced to what? No. Trish. Chris? Trish, yeah. I yeah, thought because I... Chris is is Dana Kimmel in the third one. Okay. Yeah, Trish. Yep, you're right. Uh you get Tommy Jarvis, which is an interesting character that, you know, obviously that continued on in the series. Uh Tom Savini's back with the special effects. You know, you get Crispin Glover is kind of like a fun thing to look back on. He's a memorable character in the movie. Uh, I guess all the characters were given a little more development than a lot of other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, not you know, not like all the characters, but like a fair amount of them because you still get like the random. Uh, where did this guy come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and it's kind of interesting to note too. Like none of these kids that get killed are campers. Oh, yeah. Like, the one house is just a bunch of, I'm assuming, like, college students 
that are there just to party. And then the people next door are just a family that lives there. <laughs> yeah, there was the one guy who was camping out by and himself. Was, yeah, and he was looking for his sister who was killed in the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of memorable kills in it. You know, I said memorable characters. The acting is pretty solid. The look of Jason's pretty solid. How Jason dies is great. Mm-hmm. And it's just an all-around fun movie and yeah i think i think it is the best of the series now before i say a few things about it i i believe you would know this but did you know there was an alternative ending to this um like there's actually footage of it without the audio i think i might know but i can't think of what it is if you say something i might jog my memory Okay, I actually just watched it tonight. I was like going through my notes and everything and looking up some stuff and I watched some of the final scenes just to kind of refresh my memory. Okay. And then this YouTube thing popped up about alternative ending to part four. And so essentially what it was is after Tommy kills Jason, it's the next morning. Okay. And they're inside the house. Um, Trish wakes up because she hears police sirens She's trying to get their attention. Tommy wakes up. She sends him out to go get the cops. And then she kind of like sits down and is just trying to like recoup. And then water starts dripping from the ceiling. Okay. And she goes upstairs into the bathroom. And of course the curtain is drawn on the tub where the water is coming from. And she opens it and she finds her mom's body. Yeah. And they cut that. Yeah, and then uh, while she's looking at her mom, like, her eyes open, and mm-hmm. Jason is behind her, and, like, he swings, and then she wakes up in, like, a hospital bed or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw the, the footage of, or, like, a clip, or a still or something of the mom in a bathtub full of blood. Yeah. I saw that before, and I they mentioned that a little bit in the... Um, Crystal Lake Memories documentary, mm-hmm. which is you know if you have six hours to devote towards it, it's, it's worth a watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a definitely a I'll watch this over a week kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, they they got like some interesting backstories and stuff in it. Yeah, well, mentioning that. I feel like one of the things, because, I mean, we talked about this in plenty of the episodes and everything, but one of the things that might be, I don't know if I say most memorable, but um, a reputation for Friday the 13th that is not a good reputation for it is that they just know how to botch endings. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, I just, it still shocks me about how the first one ended and they chose like they had the ending they Mm -hmm. had the ending and then they're like uh let's let's say something else real quick (laughs) it's like you know what it reminds me of have you ever seen the episode of seinfeld where george decides he's going to start leaving on a high note like he'll tell a like a joke at work and everybody laughs so then he just gets up and leaves for the day (laughs) <laughs> I may have seen that one. That's it for me. It been great. <laughs> Which is what they should have did in this series a lot. 
Yeah. So that it just. But then, like, they they continued that theme. Like, it's just like, okay, we watched it in the first one, so let's just do it for every single one where we put some weird thing at the end that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pretty know. much. Anyways. Well, you mentioned that a big part of the movie series that was good, and we never really had any that looked terrible, and that's the kills and the special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to get into like favorite kills? Uh, sure. Real quick before you do, I find it interesting that half of the rankings we had the same rankings. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. So we uh, at the ten spot, we both had New Beginning. Eight, uh, we had Takes Manhattan. Six, New Blood. Five, Jason Lives. Four, Part One, and number one was Part Four. Which, you know, I had a hard time with one, two, and three on this. Yeah. Well, I mean, we it, it'll change like by the week pretty much for me, or, you know, part three is my favorite. Sometimes part two, I think, is the best. And then part four. Yeah. So we're, I mean, we're the same. And that's the thing where it comes into uh, dividing this series and uh, the whole series into thirds, because our top four are the same top four. Mm-hmm. Just in different our, order. Yeah. Our top, uh, our next four we have three of the same four. <laughs> so um, then that goes to the same for the bottom four. I mean, so it really kind of divide divides up um, pretty well there. But anyways, I digress. Yes. Onto the, onto the best part probably of Friday 13th. <laughs> uh, I'll just go through my five and then do you want to do your five? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, there's really aren't in any kind of order. Uh, the ones that I always remember the, um, so I got two from part three. Uh, there's one where Andy is walking on his hands and gets a machete to the crotch. (laughs) It like splits him down the middle and he fall, he crumples to the ground and like the camera is coming up through the floor. Uh, not only is that like a really gruesome kill, it's a really cool camera angle. (laughs) Uh, the other one for part three that I got is when Rick gets his head crushed and his eye pops out. <laughs> uh, that's one of those. Looking back at it, it looks really dated because the head looks really fake. Yeah, but it's still just like a fun idea. And, you know, honestly, you know, they took that for the game. So yeah. obviously a very memorable kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got one from part four. Which is. uh Jason's death, where Tommy buries the machete into his head. Jason falls down and then slides down the blade. Oh, yeah. Uh, that one is really gruesome. And when I saw it in theater uh, earlier this year, I think it was. I think it was early this year. Maybe. Would it, would it have been, been late January, last February? Year. <laughs> well, I think it was might have been late last year. Okay. Um, that when that happened, a lot of people in the crowd like squirmed. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of cool to see people's like first reaction of it. Um, and then the other two I got come from the two worst movies. <laughs> uh, the liquid ni- nitrogen face smash. Jason mm-hmm. X is one of the best in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Just the whole idea of it. That's really cool and crazy. Uh, then the one from part nine with the girl in the tent. 
that's like sleeping like having sex with her boyfriend oh and then jason puts like that road sign through her and splits her up through the middle yeah <laughs> and she just kind of like falls apart yeah <laughs> that one like always gets me and i'm like oh because it's just you know to see it coming and it's really brutal mm-hmm. no, so that... what are, what are your five uh, the five that I will, that I feel have to be mentioned, the one that will always forever stick with me because I, it was from the first one that I saw. And so that's Jason X. And it just, it's kind of surprising because this is the one that stuck with me more than the liquid nitrogen. Mm-hmm. Not saying that I think it's better, but it's just like, Every once in a while, you know, you're doing something or maybe I'm playing a video game or something and how the person was killed, character was killed, just like pops into my head. And uh, that was the the corkscrew spiral kill yeah. um, where I think Jace, all Jason did was like push or punch him and he fell onto the corkscrew and he like spun Spiraled down it. Down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then one that I have to mention just because it iconic is not the right word for it, but it was kind of, I laughed at it and I'll always remember it is when the wheelchair guy died. Yeah. The machete to the face of Mark. Yeah. And then he rolled down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. That was, I made like a list of all the ones that I really remembered and like enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And that was on there. Nice. And um, this one happened a couple times, so I can't remember exactly which ones it was in. But the uh, uh, when he would punch through somebody's chest, Mm -hmm. I want to say that was done two or three times. Um, Yeah, I think right around there. Yeah, I feel like that was just kind of more of a classic one. Um, another cool one to kind of, that I feel kind of plays off of the liquid nitrogen is, um, definitely the metal grate, uh, suction. Mm-hmm. Um, so je- then, um, the last one that I'll mention, um, that I'll always kind of remember and think of from the series. And this is kind of a two part or two is the sleeping bag kill. Oh, yeah, from Part 7 and from Jason X. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll usually think of Jason X first just because, I mean, obviously it's a little bit more extravagant. Um, But also, I mean, it's kind of funny and memorable because there it was kind of uh, mocking of how they dumbed it down the first time. And this time it's like, oh, they're not he's not really killing girls. Because it's a hologram, and yeah, so it just, it was kind of funny to see that, so. Yeah, that was kind of like an FU to the MBAA cutting part seven so bad. Uh, Another one that pops to my mind is when, in part seven, when he bends that sheriff over backwards and breaks his back. Mm -hmm. I had that that down. I had that down along with, uh, in Freddy vs. Jason, when the guy gets bent in half in the bed. Oh yeah, yeah. similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could say, I, you know, we didn't talk about having this, but just thinking about what the worst kill is, and I think it's in part four that one twin that just gets thrown out the window and lands on a car. <sighs> that one always just annoys me. I'm like, you have like all these crazy special effects in that one, 
and then you do something like that. And I'm like, would that person even die? They'd just yeah. be hurt pretty bad because like it's not like she fell out of a skyscraper. She fell out of like a two story house. Yeah, they should have probably had her fall into something. Yeah, um, she should have got like impaled on something or something. Yeah, I the it's funny that you mentioned that because I think of the other twin because she um I, I still find it very unique and I, I think of more of the idea of tastefully done how she was killed outside and all you see is the shadow silhouette on the mm-hmm. house of her getting killed. And I was just like, that was kind of cool because, you know, I mean, they do so many kills off screen, but this is on screen, but at the same time you don't see it. And I thought it was kind of a cool element. And that, I don't think they did that before um, this fourth movie. So it's kind of, it was kind of a new added step that they decided to take not groundbreaker or anything but i i thought it was well done yeah i agree i feel like one we have to mention though um is the arrow through the neck yeah the kevin bacon arrow through the neck yeah because i mean that i mean because you talked about too on like how he designed that and set it up and you know i mean especially again for that time the special effects for that super well done and everything um, yeah, I feel like that one you kind of have to at least bring up at some point. So yeah, and the double impalement with the spear—that's mm-hmm. a classic. Um, yeah. Crispin Glover's death with the corkscrew in the hand and the meat cleaver to the face—just <laughs> yeah. the comic timing of that one, mm-hmm. where he's just like, "Hey, have you seen a corkscrew?" And also he gets stabbed into his hand. Yeah, actually, you know what would have been really kind of interesting it'd be it'd be tough to go through really uh well i mean i guess you could look at the list and maybe try to determine that way but what movie what friday the 13th movie had the most like best kills like best executed best visually most unique and that kind of thing i think three and four for me yeah, I mean it's it's hard to remember all of them for sure, but I think that those are two solid ones. Um, one that I have to mention that I feel was one of the more surprising uh, to me was actually in the re- uh, in the reboot when mm-hmm. the guy on the boat got shot with an arrow in the head. Yeah, like you knew something was going to happen, but the fact that he was on a boat going through the lake and everything, I was completely not prepared for it. I was expecting maybe the girl to get grabbed or something. That's something you'd like see in a Rambo movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's a, it was a surprise one for sure. Um, we can continue on like the best of, because we have like a unofficial awards for the series. Uh, We have four different categories Uh, I guess we can start with the first one Which is Who do you think the best final girl is? Um, Well I Started doing this by doing it By getting kind of a collection of being like Okay who would I say are the three best Mm -hmm. And so my three best Are Trish Jarvis from part four Chris from part three and Jenny from part two. Okay. Yeah, I can and agree with that. I think I would, because ha- honestly, I, I I feel like whenever I think of final girl and someone pops into my mind, it's Jenny. 
Yeah. So I, I that's that's who I went with for the best final girl. That's funny because that's who I picked too. Um, <laughs> and I think it's just her personality. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not the cookie cutter final girl, which I mean, you don't have as much experience with slasher movies, even just outside of the Friday the 13th series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you get a lot of these movies and they're all the kind of the same. But, you know, I mentioned that, like, she sleeps with her boyfriend, she drinks, she smokes. And, you know, she, like, has a good time and everything. And she's not just the, you know, she's kind of a smart ass and likes to give people a hard time and, like, jokingly pick on people. But she's also very smart and resourceful. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's attractive, but she's not, like, you know, the super, the super hot girl in the movie. Yeah, unlike some of the other um, few horror movies that I've seen, she's not. And, and this, uh, I feel like this was kind of true with a couple of them, at least with the uh, final girls in the Friday Thirteenth series. So I don't know if it's common in any others, but she wasn't like over sexualized as you would see in a lot of other horror movies. Oh yeah. So and she's also pretty independent too. Like yeah, Paul helps her a decent amount in the movie, but she isn't, you know, at the same time that she's afraid, she still is strong enough to face Jason. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I think she's probably the best of the whole series. And I agree with the other two, you know, Chris is pretty decent and Trish is good. Um, I also think that Alice in the first one was a, was a decent final girl. Yeah. I mean, did talk about Paul, did, was there ever confirmation if he died? No, <laughs> we don't know because, you know, Paul was there when and Jason jumped through the window. And then when the paramedics came, um, Jenny kept asking, where's Paul? No one ever said anything. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, next category I got. What's the best Jason look? What's the best looking Jason of the series? Um. <clears throat> This was kind of between two for me. One was classic Jason. Um, actually, the the first time he got the hockey mask. I feel like that is um, who I think of a lot when I think of um, Jason. Okay. Uh, he's the one that kind of comes to mind. But I think my favorite one on how I like the look and everything was um part seven new beginning okay um because they had uh some a pretty cool look to him you know he was one of the like water the new blood Jason. you mean uh new blood yes yeah, sorry new beginnings part five new <laughs> new something it was one of the new ones the new coke okay <laughs> uh yeah i you know part seven is a popular look for one because you know even jason under the mask in that one is pretty cool looking mm-hmm. um i still think my favorite is part three you know once jason gets the mask you know like you mentioned this that's the first one where he does have the mask and you know he's not too big he's not too small uh you know it's like the first time he had the iconic look and that's just probably part three and four are the ones I think of when I think of Jason. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, then, too, like, another thing to attribute with part three is, like, he... I felt he kind of looked and resembled what I would think the young Jason would turn into. Like, he was... Not only was his face deformed, but his body was deformed and his neck was weird. Like, you could tell, <laughs> like, he was... With even with his mask on, that he was weird looking. Yeah, and Not so quite I think right. <laughs> yeah, so I think that kind of added a nice element to it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so sticking with Jason, who do you think the best Jason is? Like the best actor? Um, I was had two that I was deciding between. And I mean, I think anybody can not consider it seriously without having Kane Hodder uh, near mm-hmm. or at the top. And so I was uh, going between him and his multiple performances. And then uh, Richard Brooker from part three. Okay. Um, as you know, I mean, since that was the look, it was also the, performance that he did too um so i wound up though settling well i I shouldn't say settling uh picking then kane hodder i i uh, maybe it was the fact that he had multiple multiple performances and uh it seemed like he he, like he perfected it yeah for Um, sure but yeah, Brooker has uh, had an iconic look with it too. So those those two were at the top, but I went with Kane Hodder in the end. Yeah, those are kind of the two I was picking between as well. Uh, Ted White was another one from Part Four. Okay, yeah, he was on my list. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think you pretty much have to give it to Kane Hodder. Um, just like the little things he added, you know, the heavy breathing that he would have as his Jason. Uh, the way he played Jason is Jason was always just like super pissed off mm-hmm. where, you know, he was just violent and throwing things and like his kills that he did were all about strength. I mean, Kane's a big dude. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like six, four and like 250 pounds. Like he's a big guy. So it's believable that he's going to be manhandling like these skinny teenagers. And, uh, and it's obvious that, you know, Kane loves being Jason. Yeah. And it wasn't his choice to stop being Jason. Like they just, they didn't want him for Freddy versus Jason. And you can see in the crystal Lake memories that it still bothers him to this day that they didn't ask him to play Jason. Yeah. Well, actually, ironically enough, uh, we, I mean, as if you've been listening to these episodes and everything, he does our intro. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to get him to answer a question for us too, which, um, did you want to share that now or do you want that at the end of the episode? Uh, let's, let's just do it at the end of the episode. Cause I got one more category to go through here. Okay. So I'm thinking we might have the same character for this one. Who is the most memorable character? That's not a final girl or Jason. Um, so I'm a little bit kind of torn with this because I um 
I think I'm a little bit influenced from my, well, it wouldn't be my first. My second experience completely with the Friday 13 series was actually the game. Mm-hmm. And so a character in that game that was very um, well represented was actually Tommy Jarvis mm-hmm. um, from part six. Yeah, part six. So that he really sticks out to me. Um, I think I know where you're going to go. Um, so I kind of felt like saying that I, I think honestly, for me, it might be Tommy Jarvis. Um, another one that just really sticks out to me now, but again, this is kind of association with something else, but the fact that, uh, McFly playing the character, uh, character of Jimmy was in it, <laughs> yeah. that, that totally is like, I, I, I did not, I w- totally did not realize that I knew, I knew about Kevin Bacon. I was kind of prepared for J- Kevin Bacon, but then, um, the character of Jimmy, I was just like out of nowhere for me. So, <laughs> yeah, I think my most memorable, I thought about Tommy and I figured you might pick Tommy. So I was like, I'll, I'll kind of go with a different one. But one that always stands out to me is Shelly. Yeah. I, I feel like I listened to a podcast. Uh, it was in Voorhees. We trust with Gorley and Rust. And they talked about part three and they made a case for, you know, Chris is the final girl, but Shelly's the main character. Because he's mm-hmm. the only one that they give, like, any real kind of, like, backstory to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they make him a little sympathetic. Uh, he kind of explains who he is and how he feels more than any of the other characters. Yeah. So you get, like, a time to know him and to kind of, like, appreciate the character. So, like, when he finally, like, when he dies, it's kind of shocking and surprising. Yeah. And it, they almost tried uh, mimicking that with the Jimmy character in the next movie um, because he was a little bit nerdy, quirky, and then they gave a little story feeling about him in the car where he was trying to explain his problems and his issues. Yeah, and this <laughs> douchey, douchey friend picking on him. Yeah, but definitely, definitely if you compare those two characters side by side though, like Shelly is definitely the one that would stand out to most everyone. Yeah. So, so the last thing I have on here is the grades. So we've been grading these all the way through, keeping track, writing them down. Um, I'll just run through mine really quick. You want to run through yours and then we'll give like our average. Okay. So part one, I gave a 3.5. Part two, I gave a 4.5. Part three, I gave a four. Part four, I gave a five. Part five, I gave a 1.5. Big drop off. Uh, part six, I gave a 3.5. Part seven, I gave a three. Part eight's a 2.5. Part nine's a one. Jason X is a, a 0.5. Freddy versus Jason's a three. And the remake is a two. Okay. Uh, what was one, two, three, real quick for you again? Uh, 3.5, 4.5, 4. Okay. Uh, I was, I'm kind of like tallying things up and I have a, a sheet going here. So, um, yeah, so for mine, I had, uh, these, so these are my final. I, I did slight adjustments, like I said, to three of them. But these these are going to be my final. So I had um, 
from one through 12, part one, 3.5, part two, four, part three, four, part four, 4.5, five is 1.5, six and seven were both three. Uh, part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan was 2.5. Then we get to the final third, and this is where everything falls off. <laughs> um, Jason Goes to Hell, 0.5. Jason X, 1. Freddy vs. Jason, 2. The Reboot, 3. Okay. So, so my average score, um, and I'll probably just round it up because we're only going half points. I came up with a 2.83. So I'm going to round that up just to a three. Okay. Mine was a 2.7. Um, so I guess maybe you would round that, uh, round that down to 2.5. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, um, n- none of mine hit five like yours did. So, but actually looking at it now real, uh, really quickly, like, dividing things in third i haven't done the exact math but you'd be looking at the first four my average would be four the second four my average would be three and then the final four my average would probably be like (laughs) 1.5 yeah and mine would be right around there too yeah that's that's kind of funny um yeah definite definite decline Mm mm-hmm so yeah, that that is that's it, man. Like we went through all of that. Uh, do you remember when we did the first one? Like I don't remember when we Dude, started this. I don't know. July. So, uh, it, I think even before that, possibly. Oh, it was possible. at least July. Yeah, yeah. So because what to let people know, um, we were kind of like spacing it out because as most uh, as some of you probably well know if you're not a new listener we do a movie week and then we do a topic week and we alternate so what we were doing is we started out doing friday 13th movies to record them extra and start logging them in um uh in between the movie reviews so that we weren't watching two movies in a week Mm -hmm. that we were going to talk about and so yeah that took a while and then we kind of started coming down to the wire and we had to you know push things forward so that we could get all this stuff done man i i'm pretty sure it's before july i'm not sure if i can find <laughs> out um but that would be kind of interesting to know how long it took to get through 12 movies <laughs> yeah and when we started this all the movies were available streaming somewhere and then once we got towards the end we had to actually rent some I know, and the and the la- those are the worst ones to rent. I know, of course, but um, yeah, it's been a long journey, and I mean, we'll have to hit on some other series as well because I know I had a good time doing this. Yeah, no, I I think it's good. I mean, it is very interesting. I think we should try to focus on stuff that we either both haven't seen. Or maybe like one of us is really familiar with and the other one isn't because I feel like um, some people would be interested and kind of appreciate where there's two very different perspectives. Yeah, on, I agree. On these movies, so. 
Yeah, and I mean, I guess the best way to wrap this up is to get to the question from Kane Hodder. So we'll have that right at the end. Um, hope you guys enjoyed uh, 13 Days of Friday. Like I said, we're going to we're gonna come up with another series another time, too. Uh, we'll promote it for a while before we release it so you guys have some time to like prepare, maybe go through and watch all of them if you want. Uh, until then, be kind. Rewind. It's Kane Hodder from Friday the 13th. Best memory I have of playing the Jason character is being in Times Square. Uh, I've talked about it a lot, but it was incredible to be in the middle of Times Square in the full costume. One night only, but never took the mask off.